Welcome back to Bird Gang Nation, the world's number one Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Let's talk shit about Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, if Hertz was in, I think we win this game by 30, maybe 40. What do y'all think? Uh, what's up? It's Vinny from South Philly. Uh, so I was coming out of a heroin stupa at the end of this game, and I realized that the quarterback was a white guy, and I got really pissed. I mean, on a personal level, I was really happy to see that because I am a racist, being that I am from Philadelphia. But from a football standpoint, I was pretty pissed off about it. Uh, so I went back into the heroin stupa. Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. <laughs> Fuck Philadelphia. This is Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Catelli. Ben Walker. Zachary Love. And we are coming to you live from the first week of the new year, boys. Welcome to 2023. That's right. We are um, officially getting close to postseason glory. Fellas. We're deep into uh, like football math where everyone's like, okay, if these nine games play out like this and these guys beat these guys by more than 30 points, then this will happen. And we're spending an inordinate amount of time working out different playoff scenarios. So we will get into uh, the options that are spread kinda, before the Dallas Cowboys. I kind of like this time of year. It seems to transition away from like the fantasy football to the the football football you know it's what i'm pure, saying like, it's very yeah pure. yeah and don't be wrong me me and go to big i'm a big fantasy guy won a championship in one league me and go got eliminated in our main league which <laughs> classic the <laughs> i will say i do like this time of year for that exact reason because the style points go away like if the cowboys win ugly pretty whatever in uh, on wild card weekend like i'm not going to give a shit like as long as they win, it will be it will feel great to win. So that'll that is excellent. Um, the Cowboys did win a little bit ugly last Thursday night. So they were on Thursday night football playing the Tennessee Titans. Um, this is a game where I think by kickoff they were favored by twelve and a half. They won by fourteen. Uh, you'd be forgiven for thinking they damn near lost this game by the reaction to it. Kind of my, our, our own, uh, everyone in our fan base, I didn't see very many people that were stoked about how this played out. We looked kind of like shit. Um, a lot of turnovers. Uh, Jack had uh, his own uh, high-risk throw turnover before the half, and then also had another one of his patented, like, hit a receiver square in the hands, and the receiver not only drops it, but, like, throws a perfect shovel pass to an oncoming defender for a I turnover, like, which is just fucking infuriating. I like big Henny, but that one, that one hurt a little bit. We got, I needed that one back, but he, Dak, uh, it, as is usual with Dak, uh, he did manage to kind of, kind of make, you know, kind of memory of a goldfish kind of play like a couple drives later, he's throwing a beautiful touchdown to Schultz. Now I wish it wasn't to Schultz, uh, Schultz had two touchdowns in this game, which really sucked for me as a CD Lamb fantasy owner. But uh, the the second throw to Schultz was an absolute dime, so I'm not going to get. Yeah, that. in my big leagues, I had I had, I needed that, and plus uh, I had a big ladder bet. If CD had hit the anytime touchdown, I would have would have made quite nice off with the 22 to one. He had 11 catches, 100 yards. I mean, they peppered him, but um, like 
Andy kind of said it. We refuse to like throw to CeeDee Lamb deep. Like anytime you see a deep ball, just assume it's not to CeeDee Lamb. He's like, the only receiver on his level <laughs> in this league that does not get those looks. Now, if it's it a deep be ball, because, it better like, be he gets it's, bracketed it's like crazy yeah. when it's I'm deep. I'm sure he's got safety over the top help all the time. For sure. Um, you know, I'll say this while we're on the topic of receivers. I am thus far incredibly impressed with the play of T.Y. Hilton. For a guy of his age and who joined this team like 10 days ago, uh, you know, he made a huge difference, obviously, against the Eagles with his 50-yard catch on third and 30. In this game, he had 50 yards on like two or three catches. Um, he just comes across as like an incredibly professional football player. Like he is very sharp with the route running, very sure-handed, uh, seems to be a real headache to cover both from a still has some speed to him, even though he's really old and very precise on the route running. He's drawn some pretty key flags already. Um, I'm really loving having T.Y. on this team, man. I think it's it was a great decision to sign the guy. Yeah, that was something I wanted to talk about. I absolutely agree. He's just been basically exactly what I think our receiving core has been missing. Just another extremely competent receiver. Agreed. I mean, Agreed. And, and does consistent. not bring any brings zero distraction that you'd get with it. If this is Odell, even if Odell's doing a little bit better, it comes with so much baggage. Ty comes with literally zero drama, and it's all upside. And I feel like every catch he gets is like bonus. You know what I mean? It's just all gravy. You're like every time Ty catches the ball, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, dude, nice. <laughs> like Ty doing his thing. Yeah, and he's he gives a different look, right? Like those little. He's always been kind of twitchy, right? We saw the quick go, but little like little outs and stuff. Like Gallup has always been sort of a contested ball guy. Like either he's going to kind of catch the slant, or we used to throw the kind of the the go ball to him, which yep. has kind of gone away. Which I think is why his numbers have really dipped. Is that's where Gallup really lived. Um, he also used to get uh, a a number of looks in the screen game, and that seems to have gone to a, a couple different guys. They've gone, you know, CD obviously gets the lion's share of those. Turpin gets, you know, and and obviously the rise of Tony Pollard has made anything behind the line of scrimmage where you where it demands speed, you know, an opportunity to get Tony Pollard with the ball in his hands in the open field is one that they're probably going to take. Yeah, speaking of him, he was out this week. Um, precautionary. I don't want anyone to panic. I think it was more rest. This game this game was weird because they won by 14. People were pissed, but it, it largely meant nothing. I mean, we're Joshua Dobbs was getting his first or second career start. Dude, I didn't I realize he's been in the league for like ever. <laughs> seven years. He was at Tennessee, like when we were at college almost. Man. Yeah. Like I remember um, his he looks like an alien. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a very memorable player because when they'd show him, like, when they would show him in at Tennessee and then they'd show him with his helmet off and a little, like, you know, down at the, on the bar at the bottom, I'd be like, he is a strange-looking human being. You know, Tennessee fired their GM mid-year. There, there was reports of kind of a power struggle between Vrabel and the front mm -hmm. office, and it seems Vrabel won. And Vrabel won to the point where he's really willing to throw out Dobbs, then, God forbid, throw, like, Malik Willis, like a read option offense. Cause like, I think if Dallas is susceptible at all, it's to quarterback with a little bit of wheels. Like I'm Agreed. not saying the Titans would have beat us, but I definitely think Malik Willis could have had 80 rushing yards. on. Well, and let me, let me say this about Joshua Dobbs. He does. He's not a great QB. His receiving core absolutely let him down. They had a number yeah, of drops. painful drops in this game mm -hmm. where they did get open. 
they very quickly identified the weak link in this secondary, which is Nashawn <laughs> Wright. Um, Nashawn, so there were Tennessee in this game. Uh, to give you an idea here, Joshua Dobbs completed 20 of 39 passes. Of those 20 completions, uh, first of all, they targeted Nashawn Wright 14 times. 11 of the completions were on Nashawn Wright. I don't know, so man. They absolutely a, just threw him every single time. So that is exactly how Cowboys Nation views this. I have seen nothing but like posts that are like on Reddit that are like, you know, every single snap, Nashawn Wright gets better. I'm like, I do not know if we have evidence to back that up. Like, I think if you throw 14 balls at most NFL corners, they might get lucky on one if they're playing a third string backup QB. Like, if, if you know, a top, if, if Mahomes throws at you 14 times, you probably don't get a pick. But if Joshua Dobbs throws 14 balls in your direction with almost no receiver help and he's, you know, playing in his first NFL start, you might get lucky, and he did. He and it was a good interception, but still, uh, Nashawn gets roasted more than he doesn't, and that was that was tough to watch. It's going to be an issue going forward. Um, Look, this game, this game, that was bad. That will continue to be bad. Um, they'll have to do something. This defense. There's a couple of ways we could talk about this. So let's go. I guess defensive side of the ball. Like they, they, in one hand. You're playing Josh Dobbs, and also Derrick Henry was ruled out of this one. So, I mean, a running back I've legitimately never heard of. I think a rookie. Yeah, Hassan um, Haskins. I started him in fantasy because uh, Pollard was, you know, yeah, didn't yeah. play. So I threw him in there. He got like six points. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes sense. So, you know, defensively, I think we all wanted, and I think why the, the panic meter – was high for certain fans is we wanted to see the defense once again that we saw from early this this year. If it feels like last year and this year are, are a little bit mirrored in the sense that last year when we started seven and one, the offense was the tits, right? Like yep. could do no wrong. Oh, Amari Cooper's looking great. Dak looks great. Oh, Zeke looks the best he's looked in two and a half seasons, right? Oh, and now they're using Pollard. Like the offense was firing, and then we just saw after that, they never really looked the same again. They had moments, right. they had games, and I think that's kind of where we're at with the defense, where the first seven, eight weeks, they looked like, man, this defense could lead you to a Super Bowl by themselves. This defense is raw. Micah Parsons going to win Defensive Player of the Year. They're averaging, so they're for the first 11 games, they had 43 sacks, essentially four sacks a game. Their last five games, they have six sacks. They're down to one sack a game pretty much. And they had yeah. two or three in this one against a backup quarterback, backup O-line. Like that, this was a game I think you really wanted to see them have a six sack, seven, you know, dominant performance that we saw earlier in the year. And we, we just didn't get that. I mean, they didn't give up a lot of points, but no one watched that game was like, oh man, our defense is, they're well, and, and And there's some, and not to like, I do think that that is definitely, I, I 100% agree with your analysis that like defense for whatever reason, is not what they were at the beginning of the season. I will come to their defense a little bit in that, one, teams have learned how to play this Cowboys team a little differently. They're not going to drop back and wait five seconds and try to let let long-developing routes like work their magic. Um, they're going to get the ball out quickly. Second, with the uh, injuries in the secondary, particularly at the number two corner spot, there are options on the field that come open quick enough to allow them to get the ball out quickly without, you know, allowing, cause we do see plays where like 
Josh Dobbs is throwing the ball and then getting leveled by Micah Parsons or, you know, Sam Williams or tank or whoever, like a second later. Um, I think at the beginning of the season, those were sacks. It's just that with Nashawn Wright over there playing cornerback, some of those are now easier to throw. Um, and then we, we have guys that are injured still. I mean, with LVE out, with guys playing a little nicked up, maybe Parsons has lost half a step. That half a step is the difference between a sack and a pressure. You know what I mean? I mean, Parsons looks noticeably slower to me. I've noticed his For last sure. couple of games. He's chasing after guys that he used to catch in a couple of seconds. This time, they still get away from him. Like Parsons it's definitely not, nursing it, something. It's there. not as bad. I think the, the the trough for me was that play against uh, who did we play? Was it Houston? Yeah, it was Houston, uh, where the quarterback beat him around the game. outside. That was his worst game. I think Again, like on the final play against the Eagles, where he chased Minshew out of bounds and forced the the throw. Um, he was probably back up to like. 80%, 85% of his normal speed, which yeah, is next gen, next doable. Yeah, next-gen stats that he forced five incompletions by throwaways with Minshew. I mean, the, the one thing it, it seemed like the Eagles a week ago got drilled when they played Dallas was, hey, do not – they basically told Minshew, do not hold the ball. If it's not yeah. there, throw that fucker away. And, you know, they were – once again, you're right, they were able to pick on the, the, the right side of this – or the weak side of this Cowboys defense. But I still – I don't know, man. I mean, it's – we're talking about the teams they've played in this five-game stretch are Tennessee beat up as hell, the Colts, who were god-awful, the Texans, and then I'll give Jacksonville and Philly have good O-lines and good quarterbacks, but you would still think in those five games, six sacks is pretty pedestrian for a team that was first in the NFL. Like, they've sure. gone from... Oh, absolutely. It, it, they went from world beaters to... Okay, and I, I get yeah. that there's reasons but, for that. Now we might be splitting hairs here. That in those games they went, you know, they four won. And one. Like and they look, win almost every game. They I'm, and I'm not saying they didn't. Just the, the they won because of the offense, as opposed for sure. to they were winning because of the defense earlier in the year. We're no longer winning games because of the defense. Now, once again, I mean they were fine in this game. They they didn't. They gave up 13 points. And and what they are doing really well, I think, in the last five weeks, we should point out, I believe they're either first and second turnovers caused. They're getting yep. a shit ton of turnovers. They're just not forcing a lot of punts or getting a lot of sacks. And because they're not getting a lot of sacks. So they are still getting the football. They are still – they're very good in that metric, which has kind of covered up games where I think they could be giving up a lot of points more. But I don't know. It it, it just doesn't feel like the, the same caliber – uh, or quality that it was. It does not feel like a unit you're afraid of, like you did at the beginning of the year. I mean, like, man, once the last time people, we, we people gave forget, praise to dude, Dan like, Quinn, like we agreed. We, it's been a month since we've been like people man, forget, he, he man. Like man. people have forgotten how truly awful Cooper Rush was as the quarterback of this team. Like <laughs> Dallas's offense was like bottom three to five in the league in every single category with Cooper Rush under center. Um, and that all kind of came and because they were winning, people kind of like either overlooked that or like or willfully turned a blind eye to it and said that like the, they used all those like soft metrics of like, oh, they play harder for Cooper Rush. That all came to a head the night we went to Philly and it became quickly obvious that against a real team like he could not complete an NFL pass like it was just not going to happen. Um, now, luckily, like Zeke Pollard, like some other guys stepped up that night and made it a game in the second half. but. It was really ugly with Cooper Rush to, to start off. Um, now, again, it's kind of flip-flopped. 
the offense is having to score a tremendous number of points to to win you games, and they are doing it thus far. Uh, but that is also a knife edge that we've walked before, and it can really hurt when they show up flat and you kind of feel powerless to do anything. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this turns out. Um, you know, again, this game didn't mean much for the Titans. Obviously, they rested just about everybody. Uh, it didn't seem to mean much for us. And then Sunday, well, when the games oh, yeah, roll before, around, some, before we oh, go flip ahead. there, I do want to go. I do want to let everyone speak about the offense before we flip to sure. the results. So, I mean, I think we covered all we needed to with the defense. Um, also, Trayvon dropped a for sure pick. Six. God, that was that so that, that that it was it was two plays in a row, dude. It was. So you have the because uh, I wanted to that that whole that whole series that was where I was not not scared of losing the game. I was never worried about yeah. losing this I don't game. Think we, me and Zach never thought we'd lose, but but it was just an upsetting series of uh, it was an upsetting series because okay, so Dak uh, Dak throws the ball to Hendershot that bounces off his both hands. Like there was a great picture someone took where it was Hendershot in the air with the ball touching him. And there, there, uh, no Titan was within six yards. Everyone was at least six yards away. And it was a still image that said, this is an interception. And I was just like, fuck. So that happens. They get the ball back. Dallas gets to uh, – or so they, they get the ball on their own 36. Uh, Dallas's defense gets them to third and nine because on second and nine, he – Diggs drops the the pick six and then they convert the third and nine uh they're now on our 20 i was just like oh my god dude they're gonna score here it's gonna be 10 10 or it's gonna be 10 to 10 to 7 and now it's a fucking dog fight in a game that shouldn't be it's gonna feel just like the texans game like oh my god what a shitty series of events between hendo and then Diggs dropping this thing luckily the defense like stiffened up there held them to a field goal um I think after that, uh, no, after that, Dak, that, that, then the next possession was when Dak threw the right before halftime interception. And so we went into halftime. That was really bad. That was a bad. That was just him trying to force one. I mean, Mike, Mike said it at his press conference afterwards. They asked him about the turnovers. And he said one was a drop and one was a, what we would call a minus play. Like, yeah. yeah, that would definitely be a minus play. So that's just like that is like the if I think there's a, a worst part of Dak's game, it's that. It's like when he gets into these. I do think Dak plays really well in the in the true it's clutch. Like in, in, right? in the fourth like, quarter, like when it, a game winning drive situation, I think Dak plays really well. But when it is when the team is frustrated, when they can't get things going, when things seem to be working against them, and Dak's trying to like will their way out of it personally. That's when he makes his dumbest decisions or his highest risk gambles. Anyway, yeah, I would say you know that was terrible. That was his. He he was fine, really. Other than that, Sadie was great. They really peppered Schultz, which was fine, whatever. Um, and he was okay. I'm not gonna shit on Schultz this game. He was okay. I, you know. If someone wants to go pay him the bag, that's <laughs> please do. He, honestly, um, like, okay, his first one of his touchdowns, he was wide open and he bobbled it. He almost dropped that wide open touchdown that Dak gave him perfect. The second one, on. he mossed the guy, though. The second one, he mossed him, which was a great toss by Dak and a great catch by him. Um, we really could not run the ball effectively. That's where uh, I was going to go. Night. I thought I thought the Pollard absence, and I, I meant to bring it up when I, I said his name earlier, but I thought 
I thought in general, and look, the Titans, that's sort of how they play defense all year is we will not allow you to run the football on us. Dude, like, I also just hated play. our play selection on this. It was so frustrating to me to watch us run. But we Zeke couldn't run. Zeke had a rough him. game, man. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And And one, Zeke's not playing well. Two, Kellen is calling a Zeke up the gut run on every first down. They're bringing the house on. Ev- He's getting hit behind the line on every one of these plays. Short with it was yeah. like they went they went full goal line offense. Which that makes me so upset. We've seen this ten times now, where they're on fourth and one, and instead of either sneaking Dak, which is probably the correct play call, or if you're gonna run Zeke, spread it out so that they can't like bring their end around guys or anything. Instead, they collapse the whole offense down into this like really tight, constricted goal line package, and we get stuffed. It's super frustrating, but Zeke looked pretty terrible. He did score a touchdown. Other than that, pretty much a complete dud of a game. I didn't think Malik Davis looked that bad, honestly, for a third running back. Uh, he had some moments where he, he put in some good runs. He had one that went for like 25 yards. That was well, they were pretty driving nice. early. They just got – we got really weird with play calls and then some – Kellen is frustrating, turnovers. dude. Kellen like, is we, – We should have been up – and I think that's why people hated this game. It easily felt like it could have been a three-touchdown lead at halftime, and instead we went in what – was it 10-3? 10-6. 10-6, yeah. So uh, I'm going to jump in real quick and just explain why sure. I absolutely hated this game. Uh, I never had any doubt that we were going to win. Right. And as such, the game also had, gave me nothing to really watch. Everyone was just playing bad. Dak played acceptable, kind of. Overall, I just found this honestly the most boring game of the entire season. Like That's fair. I just, it was a preseason it game. Miserable. Glorified it, it preseason. It was, game. It was like it a was. preseason game. I thought, I thought CD played really well, although I didn't think they gave him enough opportunities to like. Not I won't say enough because they peppered him, but again. We need to be 11, giving CD if, Lamb. If he has 11 catches, give, if he has they 11 need to catches, give CD Lamb targets in the red zone. Like CD Lamb has the catchability at this point. I trust him. Like they need to be letting him score touchdowns. It's ridiculous to like. Yeah, I, I don't. I, just, I basically just said, yeah. If it, if he has 11 catches, if I told you CD Lamb has an 11 catch day, then you're probably saying he had 150, 162 TDs. He had 100 yards, no TDs. I mean, they were giving him a lot of seven, eight yarders. Meanwhile, Noah Brown, four targets, one catch, seven yards. Give those other three targets to Seton Lamb. Bring him to 17. I'm fine with Noah getting two or three. The games where he gets eight are where I lose my shit. But Yeah, agreed, agreed. I don't really have um, much else to say offensively. I don't know if you guys do, or Zach, if you have anything. I kind of agree with your assessment. It, it Other than the fact that I had like a bunch of prop bets in this game for Dallas. <laughs> I really didn't I really didn't find anything very interesting. Um and look, I said this to people who who panicked like my family chat said I was like, dude, we're not learning anything about this team in this game. No. Like whether they won by 3, 13, 30 or they lost. Like there's nothing that you learn about this team from this game. It just is what it is. And, yeah. and again, we use this a lot on this podcast, but like if we go back in time at the beginning of the season and we go, hey, you are 12 and four, you know, 11 and four. And on Thursday night football, you go to Tennessee and you beat the Titans by two touchdowns. We're taking that every time. Like at this point in the season, we are sh- making this shift from like style to pure football. And at the end of the day, all that matters is the dub. So I'm glad we got it. We're going to have to play better than that to beat any quality opponent, but I'm glad we didn't like totally scuff up like the Eagles did. So the coming out of Thursday, uh, 
it was i told ben this the other day i really liked that we won on thursday night because sunday was stress-free like I got to just watch football, like completely didn't I, – I, I, I was rooting for teams to win and lose, but there was zero anxiety around the results of what was going to happen. So going in, uh, I was like, hey, you know what would be crazy is what if the Eagles actually lost to the Saints? Like by, by kickoff time, the Eagles are only favored by like four and a half, which is, a, is really like a one and a half point spread on a neutral site. And I was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. I, you know, I'm going to watch this game. Over the course of Sunday, pretty much every domino that could have fallen in the Cowboys' favor, except for one, which is the Niners-Raiders game. The Niners ended up beating the Raiders in overtime. Barely. Barely. But other than that, the Eagles get pretty much, like, handled by the Saints. Like, the Eagles' offense offense. held, like, 10 points. In the first half, they had, like, 10 total yards off, like, 40 total yards off. It was rough, dude. Really bad. They looked horrible. Um... I've said it. I said it several weeks ago, dude. They got Taysom Hill. I think. But you never I think the Jalen Hurts injury is more serious than they are letting on. I really do. I do not think. I, I've started to see speculation that's pretty wild. Like some people think there's a collarbone issue. Like, well, that was chip. the original, right? That he broke the collarbone. Yeah. Then they came out and said it was a strain. Then they said, "Oh, it's precautionary. He'll be back." But I really think, to your point. They were hoping to win one of these two games and lock up the division. I really don't think they wanted to play him at all and rest him four weeks. Lock up the one seed, rest him four straight Mm -hmm. weeks. And instead, I think they're going to force him out. I think they're going to force him out this weekend in two weeks instead of the four that they wanted. And they could go really poorly, dude, because this team is kind of teetering on the edge of like one of the more embarrassing end of season collapses in a long time. Like last year, we watched the Cowboys like really limp to the end, like. Yeah, they blew out a couple Cardinals really bad too. teams, but this team is gone from they were front running the entire season, like zero pressure. They never really had to win any game to stay ahead of anybody. They were like four up on their closest competition within the division. And now suddenly, like Lane Johnson's out, they're missing their number two corner. They've got Minshew in there, who seemingly, you know, he played pretty good against the Cowboys, but he looked like dog shit against the Saints. And they're starting to turn on each other. So we saw this a little bit in the Cowboys game. We saw Slay like openly name their safety and be like, he's got to play better. He knows where he needs to be on that play, blah, blah, blah. People like took note of that, but it wasn't the biggest deal. This week, AJ Brown came out and was like, I don't need, I was running wide open. I was trying to get Minshew's attention, but I knew he wasn't even going to throw me the ball because he can't even see over there. Like they're turning on each other a little bit. I don't know if Nick Sirianni knows how to like really coach like that he's kind of their bro more than their leader um i do think jalen hurts is more injured than they're letting on and there's a real chance dude that they go out and they get they they get they lose to the giants i mean the giants are coming off of a dominant win against the colts they won 38 to 10 um they did it in probably the, the least classy way possible uh the <laughs> the Thibodeau thing is wild as fuck but hey you know whatever um Dobble came out today at his press conference said he's playing everybody and that he wants to be coach of the year. You saw that line, that line salute, dude. Salute to Dobble, bro. If they actually play everyone, that that should never be a 14 point line. The Eagles are limping. I I don't like they're in the weird thing that Andy brought up. I, I don't agree with every point that he made about Philly, but the one that I absolutely agree with is they, they certainly haven't been under pressure at any point this year. Like, they got off to such a good start. 
with so many NFC teams kind of limping around and, and the, they beat the Cowboys, they beat the Vikings or the two nipping at their heels, all the big boys like the Rams, the Bucks and the Packers kind of shit the bed. Although two of those teams might make the playoffs, but like they, they certainly now for the first time all year have actual strife, actual pressure. And it's just different. You know, it, it, it it's, we see this in college football all the time and I know it's not, a like for like to the pros, but teams that go 10 and 0, 11, you know, it or blow teams out all year. And then when you really get into a dogfight, man, like it's a different mentality. Like once you see yourself bleed and you lose a little bit of that immortality facade, like shit just gets harder, man. And and it's really tough to play 24 good weeks of football, right? Yeah. Like and they have played to the Eagles credit as much as I hate to say, like they've played 16, 17, 16 weeks of really good football. And now they're at the point, maybe 15. And now they're, they're starting to limp and it's just tough. Can they, so we'll see what they're made of. Can they get around? They might still eke the one seat out. All they got to do is beat the giants, but, uh, and we'll see what the giants do. That said, I, I do agree with you. They're, they're, they're certainly, they're certainly looking a lot more vulnerable than they have at any point. And they're Absolutely. happy that, you know, they're not they're not going into the season playing their best ball. Agreed. All. And there is so there's some weird stakes here. So had the Niners. So the Eagles did lose to the Saints if the and the Vikings lost to the Packers. That cleared the path for the possibility of Dallas taking the one seed. Now, if the Niners had lost to Oakland last night, all that we would need would, would be for Dallas to win and the Eagles to lose next week and the one seed would be ours. Now there exists this weird option where Eagles lose to the Giants, Cowboys beat Washington, but if the Niners beat Arizona, which, you know, no offense to Arizona, but that seems like a foregone conclusion. Arizona is hot garbage. Um, we well, would take the number two seed, and that would play have us playing against the Green Bay Packers, which – that's the one that don't love his man, money. dude. Yeah. How many times have we fucking seen this movie? We basically get fucking Brady or fucking Rogers in that sucks. I'm no, telling. I, I've I said from be- the jump, dude. I've said from the jump, we're gonna have to go through our demons, dude. For if the Cowboys want to make a run, they want to win a Super it's Bowl. Not, you're gonna have to it's not guaranteed. The Packers play the Lions with like kind of winner get in. Well, the Seahawks are weirdly in there. Where if the I guess if the Seahawks win and the Packers lose, the Seahawks get in. Yeah. But basically, the Lions have a chance too. Where if the Seahawks lose and they win, then they are in as well. So they're going to be, and they've been playing really good football for the large part. Uh, they blew out another team. I mean, they've won like six of their last seven or seven of their last eight. So yeah, I'm not going to say the Packers are in yet, but they're in Lambo. It's Aaron Rodgers. They're they're on a streak, man. And so yeah. that's my question: Who would you rather play, Brady point, or Rodgers? I'll go play the Bucks on the road. I don't want anything to do with Aaron Rodgers in the first round. I just don't. You know, we I already was, lost him. I was trying to think about this from the perspective of pretending that both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady were, you know, let's say they were rookies. And we had no experience with them. Like we, okay. we had no history. Yeah. I'd still probably go with fucking Tampa Bay. I do Maybe think I've seen, I've seen the, uh, Green Bay has beat us this year. Yeah, uh, so, does Tampa. Tampa Bay. so is Tampa. You're right. You're right. You're right. <sighs> but Tampa Bay is a yeah. lifetime ago. I mean, five I months ago is a long time or four. The months only ago. thing that make, gives me pause is that I did watch Mike Evans put on like 
an absurd display yesterday. The only yeah, it's weird because they finally won a game where they looked good for the first time in maybe twelve weeks. You watch Tampa yeah. and you're like, oh man, yeah. If you would, if you just fast forward to this point in the season and you saw that Tampa Bay game, even going down for it, you're like, oh yeah, the Bucks are good this but year. Also, know I, records. I want to so. add this thing in though. I think that if we uh, lose to one of them, we would have lost to the other one either way. And say if we win. I think this is really just, in the end, it's who are you most afraid about being embarrassed by? Are you more embarrassed if we lose to Rodgers or more embarrassed? Yeah, what what hurts worse? Losing to Brady? It's Rodgers. It's like like the for me, me, like, would you rather get ran over by a truck or suffocate or like. I agree, but dude, losing to Rodgers, especially if we lose to Rodgers on a last second play and there's fuckery with the refs again for the fourth fucking time. That is, it just feels like we're cursed at that point. Like, truly, truly cursed. Mm -hmm. Because, like, I've, like, dude, the Dez catch, the fucking hold on David Irving, the fucking pass interference on CeeDee Lamb. Like, we cannot play this motherfucker without him getting a game-changing call or lack thereof. Two things for me. I think for the Cowboys fans, yes, losing to Green Bay is more painful. For me personally, losing to Brady would be suicide material. I just can't, man. These the Cowboys have never beat him. Everyone knows I I fucking hate Brady. I've spent two decades fucking hating Brady. I hate every New England team that he's ever on. I've I literally in our group chat I shit on Tampa Bay like as a bit every week. Like I cannot I cannot do it. I can if we lose again to the Packers, like at least I mean, there's no good thing, but I just I can't lose to Tampa, man. I can't. Not a bad Tampa team. I just not feel a like a bad we, Tampa team, man. I can't. On it. some level, dude, it's not like a bad rock team. It, it does feel like destiny, though. That like, but they're better. There was never gonna be. There was never gonna be a way for the a Dallas Cowboys team to make like in the last ten years. There was never gonna be a, a way for a Dallas Cowboys team to make a run without going through one of those two guys. We it might just could not occur if the Cardinals ball out. Yeah, if the Cardinals, Cardinals win, beat the Niners and win. we somehow get the one, and like, yeah, it could happen for sure. Hopefully, they both um, get knocked out. But I at guess. this point, I'm almost like we should rest our guys and just eat the fifth seed so that we can play. T- <laughs> like, I don't want to lose to either. It's so like we could get lucky though. We could also play like the fucking Seahawks or the. What, no, what I'm going to say though is because, like I say, I think that it's really just. Who are you more afraid of? If we win one, we'd win the against the other. If we lose against one, we'd yep. lose against the other one. It's definitely like I, I just want like the Brazil division. and I want to be the first like repeat division winners in what like fifteen years. I didn't really yeah, that. and and taking it out of Philly's hands when they've yes. like just front run the whole time that uh, tr- handing them a truly epic season ending collapse. I mean. Weirdly, I feel like a Texans fan where like the Texans are so obsessed with the Cowboys that like they, they care more about the Cowboys losing their team winning. Obviously, my number one priority is the Cowboys winning, but I will relish if the Eagles lose first round this year after all this shit talk and all this are the best team in football and all the MVP chatter for Hurts and all that other shit. Dude, that will be the funniest thing that's ever occurred. Like, I will just lap up tears. I will spend the next two days on their subreddit just fucking reveling in it it will be hilarious yeah i i don't really know there's not a good answer i i i've seen like i said my personal hell is losing to tampa 
even if, if we lose to Rodgers again, I can at least just say, like, dude, that guy's always had our number. Like, they just – it is what it is. Like, we're just never beating them. I think if we lose in the first round either way to whoever it is, it. I mean, we went over this last week. It's just yeah, a disappointing season. It's a bad yeah. season. Oh, like it's, even it's beyond disappointing. Imagine this. Like, we're it's begging, like this we're begging to, of players might we're begging be to dodge done, those like, guys. Imagine we get the Lions or the Seahawks and lose to one of them. Like, that yeah, would for sure. suck just equally. For sure. Like, it, it'll be – It'll be if they don't make it out the wild card round with this team again after going twelve wins, like. And at this point, you kind of have to play it out because the way that with week eighteen this year is weird. They waited until today to schedule the games effectively. Like these games are all TBD on Sunday as far as time kickoff time. The Niners game, the Eagles game, and our game are all three thirty kicks. So there's no strategy around like okay wait to see you know if the Niners win or if the Eagles win you're all playing at the same time so you kind of just all have to roll and and obviously I think the NFL like did that on purpose they don't want to see anybody rest they don't want to see anybody rest anybody so they want to they want to have games for ratings so they made it so that everyone has to put their best out there roll the dice play the game um Frankly, I do think right now my prediction is that we will get the two seed. I think we will win the division and that we will get the two seed. Uh, you, I think, do, you think they're going to lose? You, you really believe that the, they're broken, the Eagles? Yes. I think I, – I don't know. I, I have not decided yet if they're going to lose in the first round. I do think that they are going to lose this game to the Giants. I said, I said this two weeks ago. If they lose to the Saints, they're going to lose out because all these factors. They're just – they they just haven't had anyone on them on their heels for months, and suddenly they have to play. They have to win this game. They're going to force it. They've had so many factors working in their favor. All these turnovers that everyone has said how statistically anomalous they are. They're not getting those anymore. The hurts thing is going to be up in the air. They're going to have to roll him out there. If he is hurt, he might play like shit. I mean, we watched this happen to Dak last year, and he was playing with a bad calf. This is a bad shoulder. This is an upper body injury. Hurts is already not the most accurate passer in the world. Are they going to risk? Ru- are they going to risk running Hurts like they usually do? They're going to run him on fourth down, and they're going to smash him into the offensive line. They're going to have him doing designed run plays when he's got some shoulder injury where some dude can plant the crown of his helmet into his arm and fucking break him for the playoffs. Probably not. They can't run Minshew out there. He looks like shit. Um, meanwhile, the giants have looked pretty damn good to be honest with you. I mean, they absolutely dog walked the fucking Colts last week. Their defense is playing pretty well. Uh, Saquon and Danny dimes have played well enough to where they're suicidally decided to resign both those know, guys, which is fucking hilarious. I know Sirianni going to win coach of the year, and I'm not going to say that'd be a bad decision, but dude, Dable's working with so much less than the he, he should absolutely like, win it. I mean, we've I, seen this oh, exact with Giants team with the exact personnel win five games every year for the last yep. five years, and he took them to the fucking playoffs comfortably. Like, you didn't, uh, it's a weird feeling to like begrudgingly have respect for the Giants coach. Like I have not I mean, felt that since maybe Coughlin. Like and I didn't even like hated respect Coughlin. him that much. Like, yeah. So like to have this guy over there where I'm like, you know, fuck the Giants, but like that guy's damn good at what he does. That's a weird alien. We don't even like Sirianni. Me. We don't respect Sirianni, but Dables Fuck no, I don't respect Sirianni, dude. Fucking yeah. beat Dallas guy, the guy that yelled fuck you, that's game. The guy yeah. that screamed at the Colts crowd when he the won by one point. Them. Yeah. Dude, Dable just seems like 
he just prepares the right way, right? Like this yep. is a team. Like you watch the Giants, they'll they'll probably lose first round. They absolutely will, but they're just so talentless, like, dude. They have no just, receiving. They are just so they have, yeah. These are professional. They just hey, this is what we have in the tank. It's not a lot, but this is what we're gonna work with, and just they do it. And and I have respect. If we fire that. Mike, we should try to we should try to steal Dayball. Dude. <laughs> That'd be sick. I have heard uh, many awesome theories about what happens if the Cowboys get bounced. So obviously, there's the Sean Payton. There's also a lot of smoke around Harbaugh leaving Michigan mm, this year. Big asshole, but good uh, coach. Hey, that that's that's basically what you're what you're paying for is two to three seasons. You will probably go to the conference championship game if not the Super Bowl, and then he will be fired. He would change the culture, right? Yep. That's the thing. Like Mike, I think Mike's a good coach, but Jerry's such a shadow over this team. You would need like Parcells when he came in, changed a little bit of the culture. Then they got rid of him and Wade. Wade was a yes man. Jason Garrett was a yes man. Mike feels like a yes man. Like, I'm not saying they're, they're all bad coaches. They have, you know, but I'm saying like, as far as you need a personality that can kind of tell Jerry, like, Hey, shut the fuck up. We're Back off. I need space to operate. Yeah. Like that's what Jimmy was like. That's what Harbaugh would be. He's not going to be a yes man. He's definitely going to instill like, hey, this is my culture. I'm not going to like when Jerry goes to the media and says after the game, like, hey, Tyron's going to start at right tackle. We're going to start the rookie. He's going to be like, yeah, those are my decisions. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. So so, um, we'll just have to see what Mike can pull off. I mean, Mike, Mike uh, holds his entire destiny in his own hands. Like, so he wins two playoff games. He's the most successful Cowboys coach in a generation. So. There you have it. Yeah. And Meanwhile, look, do, you, do Mike, you see fucking, speaking of, did you see Riverboat Ron yesterday at his press conference? I, I did not. So the, we, let me, I'm going to get into it this way. So the commanders are who the Cowboys play this week. They had a chance to make the playoffs. It looked pretty good until they sort of collapsed. They threw Wentz out this week as a desperation play, and he was shocker. He was very, very bad. He was very bad. <laughs> they lose the game. They get eliminated from the playoffs. And and now, Andy, you can you can go. So at it. the press conference after the game, this reporter goes. And they, they played at noon. So this reporter after their game goes, if you guys get eliminated at today at 4 o'clock, is there a chance for Sam Howell to play next week? He's their like third-string rookie quarterback who they drafted last year. And Ron Rivera goes, can we be eliminated? And the entire football world was like, oh my God, dude. He ran Wentz out there not knowing that like the playoffs were on the line. Like, wow. <laughs> like if I and this is the same week that they announced their new mascot, which is a fucking just nightmare image. But like, it's like an army pig named like Major Duddy or something. It's just like some attempt to be fucking cool. They like had their intern that runs the, the team's TikTok page be like, um actually, dude. So the kids they call touchdown tutties now. So like what if we named him Major Tutty? Major like, oh, that's, Tutty. That's you know so what? <laughs> you know so what? Cool. I'm gonna go on a limb. I fuck with Major Tutty, man. I'm down with that. I'm I'm, I'm super fucking down with it. A you know big what? Big after... and like a fucking military that looks like he cost us Vietnam. Like a, definitely a guy who ordered a drone strike. <laughs> definitely a guy who looked like he ordered some napalm over some some Vietnam villages. Right, his uh, NASA picture is him over behind him with nothing but explosions. 
<laughs> he looks like he fell asleep on guard duty and let his, his unit get massacred by the Viet Cong. <laughs> Dog, that is... I mean, dude, the season they've had, man. So they've done all, all the shit they did on the field. <laughs> they roll they them out the, the game before they lose the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they had the, 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 the statue they rolled out of, like, the only player in their team's like last 30 years that people respect. It really they, looks like one of those bits where someone <laughs> is insulting you and they're, they're they fuck it up so fucking bad, dude. Like the worst you can possibly fuck this up. <laughs> then they roll out Major Tutty and get fucking waxed on playoffs, dude. It just doesn't get any better. They're just the worst franchise in all of sports. It's just, it's insane. It's insane. So. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Um, it looks like we're going to have three of the four NFC East teams in the playoffs. Washington will not be joining us. Them and Major Tutty will be somewhere fucking watching from home. But, hey, can't win them all, you know. But So we do play them uh, this Sunday at 3.30. Uh, I assume clear who the quarterback's going to be. He's saying we'll yeah. see about Wentz. <laughs> oh, man, I hope we play Wentz. That'd be so tight. I love playing Wentz. He's mm-hmm. such a disappointment. And I love going back to all the footage of like Colin Cowherd being like, look, Jack Prescott, he's a Corvette. All right. Not a bad car. It can go fast. But Carson Wentz is a Ferrari. All right. That's that's a real sports car. That guy's gonna be a pro bowler for the next 10 years. I'm like, oh yeah. Tell it, Colin. Amazing. So yeah, man. It all seems like a warm-up at this point because the next three weeks after that are all gonna be I mean, well, you, you hope that there are multiple weeks after that. It, then it's after that, it's every week you're on the knife edge. You got the 15th. We will play a wild card game, and well, maybe even even that is is unknown because who knows? Maybe we get the one seed and we're not playing on wild card weekend. That'd be fucking crazy. Yeah, it's um, it's tough. I I told Zach I I did predict us to lose to Washington, but now I. I I would hate. Wouldn't it be really Cowboys if the Eagles fuck around and lose, and we lose to Washington <laughs> in a meaningless game for the Commanders, just to really dump all water on this team? But um, we will preview it. I, I, I think they're going to probably start Wentz. Um, I feel they probably will I just because they paid all that money for him. Like, yeah, and well like, so we're playing the same time as the Eagles, so I imagine we'll go out and try to win. I think we're like a four and a half point favorite right now. Yeah, I'm uh, seeing four and a half. Oh, well, I just checked. I think it was three and a half. Yeah, well, yeah I'm just looking at ESPN. They had, their oh, okay. line is four. So I don't know. I'm so checking the I, I think we should win. If we lose, I don't think it's a huge deal. But you know, I think the guys will be chomping at the bit to try and get get the one seed. So, uh, you know, I we already play this Washington team early in the year. Uh, when they had Carson Wentz and we had Cooper Rush, we were able to win that game. I wouldn't expect it to be different. I think our offense can still um, play at a high level versus team, and and you know we've owned in it. You know we've owned the Commanders for a while, and I just don't think that whatever quarterback they throw out, especially if it's Wentz, I mean I think our defense eats on that. So that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome, dude. I mean we're we're staring down the barrel of a thirteen win season, so. That'd be pretty crazy, and then it, it then we'll be uh, we'll be knee deep in playoff talk for the next week. We'll spend every day just like seesawing back and forth on our chances to beat whoever we end up 
lined up across from. So it's going to be nuts, dude. I'm pretty stoked. It's finally time. Time for these boys to prove their worth. So we shall see. Shall we do our Star Love Goat? Yeah, let's do it. Um, basically, Star Love Goat, just we reset every week. Uh, I'm the walk star star of the game I will give out. Mr. Anthony Goat Gatelli will give out his goat. Zachary Love will give his love. Sometimes it's the best player. Sometimes it is just uh, whoever whoever impressed. You know, it, it's it's a wonderful thing. Just just who the boys are feeling this week. Um, for the star of the game this week, I was going to go Ceedee Lamb. Eleven catches, hundred yards. Just felt like the best player in the game for Dallas uh, in a game that um, nobody really jumped off the page. This was kind of a tough week, but uh, I'm going to go Ceedee Lamb. Nice. Yep. Um, Zach. I'm shaping that CD Lamb. Yep. 11 receptions, 100 yards, good game. No one else really uh, stood out to me. Very fair. CD played a hell of a game. Um, I am going Dak Prescott. What do you know? And I'll tell you why. Uh, so Dak had a lot working against him this game. Um, he had a fumbled snap by the replacement center. He had a pick via receiver, which uh, I saw the stat this week. They've kept track of like receiver caused interceptions over the last 20 years. Dak is going to own this record by a mile by the time he retires. He's the only guy who's like, hasn't played in this league for 20 years. Who's in the top five. He's like third and he has like 19 interceptions by receiver. Uh, and I think he's like three or four behind like Tom Brady, who's number one. Um, despite both of those uh, and an interception of his own, uh, Dak and, and we could not run the ball. Like there was no ability to run the ball in this game. The Titans basically took that option away and Dak had to basically go out there and put up enough points to beat this team on his own. We still won comfortably by two touchdowns. He had two very nice touchdown passes in this game. And I love seeing games where a lot of things go wrong for Dak, and he demonstrates that high-level QB ability to maintain the air of cool, the air of leadership, and just get the job done, and he did that on Thursday night. So, um, you know, in the playoff games that we've seen this Cowboys team play in, um, I always go back to the Seattle game that we won. It's Dak's only playoff win, but he came very close to beating New, uh, Green Bay in 16, and then he won in 2018 against Seattle. And it is that kind of performance that powers this team to victory when they're in those situations. It tends to be – we've yet to see a playoff game uh, for this Cowboys team where like – and even going back to Romo, we have yet to see a playoff victory where, you know, running back goes off or receiver has just some otherworldly day in the playoffs. It tends to come down to defense and quarterback play and Dak Prescott, when he demonstrates his ability to like not have everything go flawlessly and not have his receivers like play the game perfectly, but still go out there and put up what you need to defeat an opponent soundly, regardless of their condition. I take that as a good sign for where Dak's head is at and where he is at as the leader of this team going into the playoffs. So 
here at the end of all things in week 17, I'm giving Dak Prescott the goat of the game. To be expected. But what can we say? I want the boy to win, man. I want the boy to win. I'm rooting for him. Well, we'll have another chance. 325 in the new year of 2023 against the hated commies and Major fucking Tutty. Dude, Major Tutty is going to be staring our team down as they <laughs> enter this field. The, the fear that will go through their veins when they see Major Tutty across the field. You might kick uh, Rowdy's ass, to be honest. Dude, I bet he would well, beat Rowdy's the shit a, out of Rowdy. To be honest, Rowdy's a shit mascot. Ready. Well, Rowdy's creepy as hell, man. Well, Rowdy's just some like good-time cowboy. Dude, Major Tutty has PTSD, <laughs> dude. Like Major Tutty's gonna murder suicide his wife and then burn his own Major house. Tutty, Major Tutty Major Tutty has for sure uh for sure broken a few a few laws that, <laughs> that the Geneva Convention would frown upon. Oh, dude, ma- yeah, Major Tutty's definitely done a bunch of war crimes. Like over <laughs> in Nam, Major Tutty had a necklace made of ears. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he was doing dark shit over there. There's unconfirmed reports that Major Tutty was at the My Lai massacre. Just like leading the ch- like just bayoneting and flamethrowing children in huts. He's like definitely grabbing shit. a children, holding a gun to his head while he while he went up to the while he went up to a an innocent mother and asked where are the Viet Cong are hiding. So. <laughs> he got captured. He was a POW and he sold one of his fellow American POWs into sexual slavery for a cigarette. And then as the POW, this 18 year old kid was crying. He just leaned in with a cigarette and he goes, I don't even smoke. He just broke the cigarette in half in front of his face. Major oh, Tutty was for, Major Tutty was for sure at January sixth leading the fucking oh, way. Fuck yeah, dude! That, that was actually a peaceful protest. And then like three Major rows Tutty back, rolled. three rows, three rows back in the crowd, Major Tutty was like, "What's that, guys? Someone say fucking rush the Capitol!" Like just like got that shit rolling, dude. You threw a brick at a cop, like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Oh. All right, boys. Anything? Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, get out of here and roll into the final week of the season? Uh, no, not for me. Uh, good Cowboy season, regardless of this week. Hope it goes our way. But uh, worst case, man, we uh, we're heading we're to slay the, the dragon. We're in the playoffs, dude. Let's right. do this shit. We'll save this more for whatever the season is over. But this game definitely is solidified for me that we can't just run with either Pollard or Zeke next year. Yeah, I don't think that either like, one can do it by themselves. They are a great tandem, but and, and I mean, point. man, like Zeke, a year older than now, like it's not going to get better. You know what I mean? Like, no, no. So uh, that was just one takeaway from this game. We didn't really talk too much about other than briefly saying it didn't look good. But yeah, our offseason yeah. episodes are going to be interesting this year because we have a lot of decisions to make when it comes to guys that are staying and going. So should be interesting. All right. Should be interesting. All right, folks. Well, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to give us a listen. If you like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. We love to hear from you, the fans. Uh, Shoot us a tweet. Shoot us an email. Uh, We will be back uh, next week after the final game of the regular season against the Washington Commanders and the hated Major Tutty, who is currently wanted by Interpol for war crimes. Uh, and then we will have our preview of the upcoming 2023 postseason. So do not miss that. Uh, as always, I'm Andy Gatelli. Ben Walker.
Zachary Love. I hope you and yours had a very, very happy 2022 and a happy new year. Welcome to 2023. Thank you so much and take it easy. Peace.